If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I bring you my interview with organizing expert, Christy Lingo. Christy is the author of the book, 100 Clutter-Free Gifts and Why You Want Them, and host of the Cocktails and Containers podcast. Christy loves working with overwhelmed mamas who love their kiddos but hate the mess who need order and crave a bit more time for self-care. Today, she is here to discuss how she cultivated the clutter-free gift list, how we can confidently ask for these gifts during the holidays and birthdays, and deal with the pushback we may receive, and some of her favorites we can ask for this holiday season. But before we get to that, I wanted to read a rating and review and remind you to leave a rating review if you haven't done so yet. This week's review is from Scarlet Fever. They say, I've been a longtime listener of the podcast and immediately related to the opening line of living in Nebraska, where bigger equals better. It can be hard to fight that silent peer pressure. I love the new interview format. It keeps the show lively and introduces me to new points of view and like-minded people to look out for. Keep it up. I think that's one of my favorite things about interviewing various guests on this podcast because they are so insightful of different viewpoints that I may have not considered and it's just great to expand my horizons in the minimalism realm and just in life in general. So I appreciate your feedback. And now for my interview with Christy. Christy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. 
Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to get to meet you because I've been listening to your podcast for a while and then I realized we were in the same city, which is super fun. It's always fun to do the interviews. I know for myself, I love doing the in-person interviews. I just feel like there's an energy that's there that's different from when you're doing it online. So it is awesome that we're able to get together in person. I don't know why I always feel more nervous for in-person interviews. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bizarre, but let's get into this. So I've told listeners a bit about you and given a slight introduction, but do you want to introduce yourself and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am a mom of two. I have a six and an eight-year-old boy. Uh, We live in Columbus, and I have worked professionally as an organizer for families for the past 10 years. I started my business before we had kids, and I was really looking for something that met two criteria, basically. I wanted something that I could make my own schedule because I wanted to be able to be a mom, but I still wanted to be able to have something that I was working, doing outside the home. And I wanted to do something that I was going to enjoy and that would help people. Like, that's just, I'm really passionate about helping people. And at the time when I was looking to start my business, a lot of the moms that I knew or a lot of my friends were becoming moms and they were going from this, like, structured... Um, organized life to chaos because they didn't have time to kind of keep up. And so my goal with starting the business and what I've sort of worked to do for the last 10 years is help moms hit the reset button and find systems that work now that they have a family because not everything works. And we were talking about earlier about how much everything changes when you have kids. And, um, you know, so not everything that worked before works now, or there's new skills that you need to develop as far as like organizing your home. And so that's sort of what I've been doing. And then uh, a little over a year ago, I launched a podcast that is sort of to to reach a few more moms that are out there and we do home organizing tips and a cocktail recipe every week. So it's a little bit of fun and a little bit of education. Yeah, and we have a cocktail here with us. This is the first time I've been drinking while podcasting. So <laughs> what is this again we're drinking? We, we have a poinsettia. So this is something that would be really great for if you have... Um, Thanksgiving brunch or like as you're prepping Thanksgiving breakfast or Christmas morning breakfast. It's essentially a mimosa made with cranberry. So you just sub out the cranberry or sub out the orange juice for cranberry and you add, I put a little bit of triple sec in there, which is an orange liqueur. Um, It's just going to kind of give you, it's going to tame down the tartness of the cranberry a little bit. And then uh, champagne or Prosecco on top of that. So I prefer cranberry juice to orange juice, so I'm excited to actually start sipping on this here. Well, let's get into a question I asked. I've been asking a lot of people recently is, do you consider yourself a minimalist? Yes, I do. And I've been thinking about this since you sent the question over. I think it comes in the definition of minimalism. You know, you look around my house and you see like there's lots of books and there's lots of games and things like that. It's not the like I live in a backpack style. I think to me what minimalism is, is I'm very intentional about the stuff I bring into my home, about what I do with my time. I'm not perfect at it. Um, you know, as my kids get older, they're going into this phase now where they need less toys and they have less clothes and all this, you know, they're obviously not having accidents on themselves anymore, so they don't need as much stuff. And I'm able to sort of pare things down a little bit more, but in, in the sense that like, I'm really intentional with my time and my stuff in that sense. Yes. I absolutely believe that I'm a mineralist. And we have baby Benjamin here with us this morning, everyone. So if you're hearing little noises, that is what is going on. This is real life. Well, yeah. So that said, you have seen the benefit in, as you said, having children and 
minimizing. So is your husband on board with this as well? I'm really lucky because he is seriously as high strung and sort of type A as I am. He is the yin to my yang as far as just being so go with the flow. Like he is so easy to please and doesn't it doesn't rattle him and frankly he gets a little uh, agitated at clutter like when we had more baby toys around the house and things like that like he was the one who's like I can't wait to get rid of all this stuff even more so than I was and so I think he sees the benefit in having less Mm -hmm. in fact like he just went and like purged a bunch of stuff out of his closet because I, he's like, I just don't wear this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And so while he may not call himself a minimalist, I definitely think he sees the benefits and doesn't fight me on a simpler life. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful when two people are on board because I know I've gotten questions and how do I get my spouse on board in this area. So that's hopefully something I want to talk about in the future. So moving on to our topic today, we're going to talk about the book that you have published and how it kind of, I want to apply it to the holiday season that we have coming up, but you wrote a book called 101 Clutter-Free Gifts and Why You Want Them. So what prompted you to write that? It started with my kids. So my son, my second son was born 10 days before my first son's second birthday. So, oh, you know, so like yeah. we had a lot going on at that point in time. I, you know, I had a little one turning two. I had a baby in the house. I felt like I was overwhelmed with everything. And I asked the people coming to the birthday party, which is just family members and a couple of, you know, close friends. I was like, don't bring any stuff. We can't deal with any more stuff. What I would love to do is buy a COSI membership, which is here in Columbus, it's a science center. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have a zoo membership. And I would love to take this music class because there was this amazing music class where you could bring both the baby and the toddler and it was all about music. And I was like, right now, that's what I want. Can you bring some, you know, bring a donation to that? And luckily it was friends and close family, so it wasn't super awkward for the ask. Mm -hmm. And I saw the benefit of that. And then other people heard me talking about it. You know, other mom friends that I had, they're like, oh, that's such a great idea. And we brought nothing new into the house. So Mm -hmm. we had a new baby and a two-year-old and we brought nothing into the house, but we had a year's worth of benefits of going to the zoo, going to the science center, going to these music classes, and it was amazing. And so I think that my sort of testimony to the other moms that were out there about, wow, this is amazing, I don't have as much stuff in my house, and they're like, oh, give me some ideas, what are some things like this? And it sort of became, besides like, how do I get my kids' toys under control, the question that I would get most from moms was, how do I stop stuff from coming into my house? How do I get the relatives to stop bringing so many presents for birthdays or Christmas? Mm-hmm. Why, I guess, I guess you kind of answered this already, but I was going to say, why do we want clutter-free gifts? And, and that is because I don't know a mom who isn't overwhelmed in some part of their house, whether it's with the stuff, whether it's with activities, whether it's with clothes, you know, there's just a lot of stuff that comes with being a mom. And then I think on top of it, for some reason, you know, right about when I was a kid, so like the 80s and early 90s, 
the I call it the Walmartification of the country where everything got really cheap and easy to access. Mm. And we, it, all of a sudden, like I didn't grow up with my grandparents buying me a gift every time they came to see me. Mm-hmm. But my husband's mom loves to bring a gift for my boys every single time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because families live further apart now and so they feel like the gift is sort of a representation of, hey, I'm still thinking about you even though I don't see you on a regular basis. Or if it's just because it's cheap and it's easy and they're walking through Kroger and mm-hmm. they see a toy aisle and they're like, oh, look, this is only 10 bucks. I'm going to pick it up for my grandson mm-hmm. or, you know, parents. I fight my kids on it when we go to like Kroger or Target. Gosh darn that, uh, that dollar spot at Target. Mm-hmm. Like I have to blindfold them and run them past it so that they don't ask for those things. So I think that the reason why is if we can be more intentional and really control the influx of stuff coming into our house, it's going to make our house feel less cluttered and less overwhelming, but also it's going to help us to kind of focus in. You know, one of my big things that I love about clutter-free gifts is quality time. Mm-hmm. It's really going to take it away from more stuff and into more quality time, more memories that you're creating with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you say your grandparents weren't bringing you gifts, but now your parents are bringing your kids items. And I, I always just thought like, my husband's grandmother will bring our children gifts and I actually have some aunts that do that as well. And as you're just sitting here, I'm thinking about this and processing that thought. And I always thought like, Oh, that's just their love language. They're gift givers. But I actually do think it's just convenient and just, Hey, I'm thinking about you. This was like cheap. It made me think of you. I'm going to bring this to you. And it, it does. It just adds to my, not stress, but just, I don't want that. So it is like, I, I really want to combat that and that's why I'm really glad that we're having you talk about this and that people are starting to talk about this because I just think we can all just benefit from not having all of these items in our homes that are cluttering them. Well, because when it comes in, eventually you're going to have to get rid of it. And, you know, you, it may just be that it's taking up space, but then also you could have a fight with your kid about this, you know. So stemming the tide before it even comes in is going to help take up less space, have less arguments over things, and mm-hmm. really just, and like I said, create more quality time with your family. Mm-hmm. So how do we ask for these specific gifts? Because I know that sometimes it can create tension in relationships. 100%. That is definitely an issue. And it's something that even I have dealt with in my family. So my I grew up in a family of five. Uh, my mom was a minimalist before minimalists were minimalists. And hmm. she had to keep a tight ship because we were five kids in a three-bedroom house with one bathroom. And so there just was no room. So we were constantly purging. And that's where I learned a lot of my skills was from growing up in that family. My husband had a different experience. You know, him and his brother are nine years apart. They lived in a big house. They, you know, had money to buy things all the time. And his mom doesn't understand quite as much. And I have had multiple conversations with her about, we are trying, you know, we live in a small house. Our house is about 1,300 square feet of living space. And, which is fine. That's a, that's an appropriate sized house, I feel like, for, for people. Mm-hmm. But it can get to feel very cluttered very quick. Mm-hmm. And so I say to her, just so you know, when you bring new things into my house, I am letting other things go, older things go, or things that you may have pur- purchased them in the past, because I need to maintain a level of sanity as far as the clutter is concerned in my house. Mm. And, you know, you're looking, you're in my living room right now, like, it's not perfect. It's not like, like, real simple. I have stuff in my house. It's mm-hmm. just 
it's because I am dedicated to maintaining a certain level. And mm-hmm. so when things come in, they go out. And I'm very vocal about that to her. So she doesn't think that we're keeping every single thing that mm-hmm. she's brought us. And the other thing that I say to her is, I don't want your relationship with my kids to be about the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I tell a story in the book about there was a time when she walked in the door and my kids ran up to her and said, what did you bring us this mm-hmm. time? And it broke my heart because I don't want that to be the relationship that she she has with them. I mm-hmm. want them to be excited to see her. Mm-hmm. I want them to just be excited to know her grand, you know, their mm-hmm. grandparents. And so that is what I've said to her. I was like, take them out for ice cream. Mm-hmm. Go take them to the park. You don't have to be active with them. You don't have to take them putt-putt or bowling or to an amusement park. But just do something. Ask them about their day. Spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Sit on the couch and read a book with them. That, to me, is so much more important and will build so many more memories with them than this thing that we're going to get rid of in six months. Mm-hmm. It's funny because... I'm experiencing a shift with some of my relatives in that regard. They have totally seen the shift in my life, and so they're comfortable with giving experiences. We have cosign memberships and memberships as well. But I still have like a couple of relatives that really struggle with that. Even my daughter's birthday is next week, and I thought that I had been really intentional and curating a list for her and I'm still receiving these emails of like oh I bought you this plus this plus this plus this and I'm like ah what else can I say (laughs) to make you understand the lifestyle so I I like the idea I've I've never really thought about telling them hey if something's coming in something's leaving just so they don't expect to see that or expect me to keep it forever I, I like that idea I think that if you're upfront and honest about what you're doing with the stuff it may be the thing that triggers in their brain like oh well I don't want to give something or spend money on something that's just going to eventually be donated mm-hmm. so what do I have in advance and the other thing that I really recommend to people is to give alternatives mm-hmm. so if you don't want people to bring gifts give them a very specific alternative like I would like I love the movie membership I was just seeing these. They're oh, like yeah. $9 a month and you get a movie ticket and you get discounts off snacks. And I was thinking that that's a really great idea. And even if you don't do it for every month, you know, mm-hmm. if you do a couple months of that for the kids, what a great thing that you could do with your kids or that they could come and do with the kids so that they can sort of build a relationship and have that quality time. Mm-hmm. But I think just being very honest about what you're going to do with the stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing that we do with redirection when it comes to birthday parties, Mm -hmm. and this is probably more, more for birthday parties than it would be maybe for the Christmas holidays, but we collect donations for somebody else. So people want Mm -hmm. to give a gift. They want to do something because that's what birthdays are about. That's what Mm -hmm. they've become about. So we've done a couple different collections at the boys' birthday parties. And then I also did one for my 40th birthday where we collected books for a local agency that gives them to families to keep kids out of foster care. Mm -hmm. So if the aunt or the uncle is taking the kid, they make these care packages. And Mm -hmm. so we donated 150 books. Yeah. And people were still able to buy a gift and bring that to the party. And the boys and I looked through them and we thought they were cool. We read some of them and then we took them over and gave them to the Kinship Cares program. Mm-hmm. And we helped all of these families settle in and keep the kids, you know, that helped to keep the kids out of foster care. Or for my 40th birthday, people brought feminine hygiene products and sheets and towels for a local women's shelter. Oh. And again, they, they brought, you know, they wanted to bring me a gift. I would have loved to fill up my wine rack. But in the end, like... 
I love the idea that if you're going to spend 15 or $20 mm-hmm. on a gift for me, let's, let's help somebody else with it. And so I think that redirection can also be really helpful when talking to relatives. I agree with all of this. I'm assuming that there are going to be some listeners saying my children would never be comfortable with having someone not bring them a gift to their birthday. Like their children aren't on board. So how are your boys on board? Did it take, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't prompt you with this question prior, but that's just, I know that someone might be thinking that. Totally. And I think my kids have known nothing else. Mm. So I was very clear at the very beginning, but I think you would be really surprised at how adaptable kids would be. And also they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And they, Understand if you say, hey, this is something that we talked about doing. Mm-hmm. We are going to help these kids who aren't living with their mommies and daddies. And mm-hmm. they have nothing when they mm-hmm. go to live with their aunt or their uncle. And think of how sad you would be if you mm-hmm. went to live with your aunt or uncle and you had no toys and you had no books. So why don't we give them something that will make them really happy? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you take them. We do volunteer projects with a company or with an organization here in Columbus called Seeds of Caring, mm-hmm. which does family-based volunteer projects. And so we would do things like that so my kids were experienced in understanding like foster care or homelessness and things Mm. like that but um I think the kids are smarter than we give them credit for and also they adapt and move on a lot quicker than we do as adults like Mm. I don't think they have the capability of holding grudges or being Mm -hmm. angry for as long so if you start young even even if they're like in older elementary school or junior high, start young, explain the reasoning behind it, maybe give them some sort of experience so they can understand it. And, you know, the, two weeks from now, they're not even going to remember that they had a birthday mm-hmm. or be like, you know what, I am going to purchase for you one gift that mm-hmm. you really want, but then everybody else that's coming for, to your birthday party mm-hmm. is going to bring books for this mm-hmm. organization. And... The experience of a birthday party with the cake and everyone being really excited for this child's birthday, I feel like that is half of the, if more than half of the excitement of someone's birthday. So I really like kind of preparing them mentally beforehand if that's something that you're choosing, if that's a direction you're choosing to go in. Because you're right, children are so much more adaptable than we give them credit for. Well, and so many of the moms that would be out there saying, oh, my kids wouldn't understand, are Mm -hmm. the same moms that are complaining, oh, I have so much stuff and I have Mm -hmm. no time to go through it. So Mm -hmm. weigh your priority. Like, Mm -hmm. is your priority, I don't want more stuff coming into my house? Or Mm -hmm. is your priority, I want to see my kid be happy for 10 minutes with a new toy and then forget that he has it? Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of answered one of my questions. Well, you answered the question, have you received pushback from family members? It sounds like you have, and you've told us how you dealt with that. So now let's just get into some practicals. Can you give me a few of your favorite clutter-free items that we can ask for for Christmas? So I break them down into three categories when it comes to clutter-free gifts. There are experience gifts, which we've kind of talked about, and I'll give you some examples of that. There's consumable gifts, which are things that you give somebody that is going to go away. Mm -hmm. And then there's practical gifts, something that you give somebody that they're going to use. So experience gifts, I love uh, museum memberships, Mm -hmm. uh, or um, my mom last year gave us, there's an amusement park here in Ohio called Cedar Point. Actually, there's two. There's Cedar Point and Kings Island. She gave our entire family, there were 16 of us that she gave these to, a pass that's one day there and one one day at Cedar Point and one day at Kings Island. Oh. And we were able to find one day where the whole family went to Kings Island together. Mm-hmm. And... It was so fun. Like, Mm -hmm. all the cousins were together. All the siblings were together. It was just a really awesome experience. And we got nothing else. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't get any trinkets or toys or clothes or anything like that. It was an amazing experience gift. And Mm -hmm. that's something where 
I can't afford at this point to spend $100 per person to take my kids to an amusement park, plus the food and the Mm -hmm. parking and all that kind of stuff. So it really was such a gift. Mm -hmm. And then it was awesome because she decided to come along with us. And so she got to experience it with the boys. That's awesome. And she got to hang out with my smaller guy who wasn't big enough to ride some of the bigger roller coasters. So anything like that, think about asking for or giving an experience that maybe you can't afford on your own, but somebody could either contribute to or give you the actual experience as a gift so maybe you're you ask your parents to buy your kids passes to an amusement park or to Disney World or something like that and then you pay for your own anything that would create those memories so that's I love those experience gifts from the consumable standpoint one thing that I really love are the um, meal kit that they have out you know blue apron and things like that you can buy people gift certificates to things like that and this Mm -hmm. is a great thing for during the holiday season so take prepping food off of somebody's plate Mm -hmm. you know as a hostess gift or as you know between Christmas and New Year's when your kids are home and you really just want to spend quality time snuggling on the couch you don't want to think about going to the grocery store give them a meal kit Mm -hmm. so that they can just have everything there ready to go it's also a really great thing if you have somebody that has a baby Mm -hmm. and you can send them either the meal kit or you can also give them like a gift card or something like that Mm -hmm. to purchase a meal but I love food is a love language of Mm -hmm. mine and I love being able able to give people an experience with food that makes it easy for them and it's delicious and gives them time to do what they really want to be doing if that's not what they want. Mm -hmm. And then from the practical side, anything that is going to be used and make your life easier. Now this can be a little tricky sometimes because what you think you want may not be what you actually need. But one thing that I absolutely love is my Instant Pot. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time Mm -hmm. uh it is it replaced several items in my kitchen so as far as being able to minimize the amount of stuff i have in my cupboards it replaced i had a yogurt maker i had a crock pot Mm -hmm. um it i never had a rice cooker but i had a couple of big pots i have one appliance now that does all of those things i use it probably five to six times a week wow so that's something that i really love but even if it's not necessarily the instant pot is there something that you want or the person that you're looking to buy a gift for it's maybe a higher dollar kitchen item or something for their home that they've been looking to get and maybe they're not going to treat themselves for it but it's something practical that they're going to use new pillows that's something that you know like new pillows are expensive Mm -hmm. and good pillows are expensive but it's something that you can give somebody that they're it's going to pay dividends in the quality of their sleep and then being able to feel more rested and you know be able to get more out of their day but it's something we wouldn't necessarily think of but I would love it if somebody gave me like four new pillows for my bed. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, honey, <laughs> but you know, it's something that would, that they might not go out and spend money on themselves mm-hmm. necessarily. So that's where those practical gifts, something that you're going to use that you may not spend money on yourself, but really be careful that you're doing something that you actually use and not just another thing mm-hmm. for the house. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. I really wanted one of those weighted blankets, oh, but I don't yeah. want to spend the money on it. Yeah, so and like, they're expensive. They are. They're, they can get up to, especially for your bed, they can get up to like a couple hundred dollars. So I know. that could totally be something. And if it's something that's too expensive, like you don't feel comfortable asking for something that's two or three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. ask for a gift card. You can literally buy everything on Amazon. You can mm-hmm. buy a tiny house kit on mm-hmm. Amazon. Yeah. So anything that you like, if you be very open and honest with the people that are asking, that are being 
being very generous and mm-hmm. want to buy you gifts. Be open and honest with them. Explain your reasonings why. Be mm-hmm. like, you don't have to give me a $300 gift, but if you could give me a $50 gift card or a $25 gift card to get me to the point where I can get this thing, mm-hmm. that would be so much more beneficial than just another thing that's going to take up space in my house. Mm-hmm. I know that siblings will sometimes go in on gifts too for like their parents or my aunts always... If there's something that is a little bit more expensive, they'll go in on a gift for me. So that's another way to maybe go in on a gift that's a little bit more pricey for with someone. Yes, totally. Cool. Well, this was really informative. This is actually one of my favorite episodes I feel like I've oh, done in a while. Thank you. Maybe it is that vibe of being here with you. A little bit more, I don't know, personal. It's the cocktail. No, I'm just yeah, I'm like, maybe I'm just a little tipsy. But okay, let's get into the two questions that I ask every guest. My first one is, what is your minimalist moment of the week? I am working very hard to simplify my morning routine because mm-hmm. I feel very scattered in the morning. Okay. Uh, I try to wake up at 5.30 and my kids usually get up between 7.30 and 8. So I try to have a good two hours to get stuff done before my kids get up. But I'm always like, I'm making coffee and then I'm here and then I'm sitting down at the computer and then I have to let the dog out and then I'm doing this. I'm trying to be very deliberate and simplify, like, can I get stuff ready the night before so I'm not Mm. running all over the place? I'm also starting my day with gratitude as opposed to, like, social media, which Mm. I think um, I'm trying to – I have the five-minute journal app, and I'm starting with the gratitude in the five-minute journal app. I'm writing my goals. I'm being more – deliberate and simple with what I'm doing in the morning so I'm not running all over the place. Mm -hmm. No, that's something that I really would like to do as well. I don't know what it's going to look like with a baby right now. I'm I don't want to keep putting it off for seasons, though. You right. know? No, I think that something. it will always change. So mm-hmm. try it, and when it needs to change, it needs to change. Because that's like the only thing that is true, or that is always consistent in parenting, is it's always changing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what is something you can't stop talking about? I am kind of obsessed with Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies. Uh-huh. Are you familiar I with am, it? Yes. So um, I'm an obliger. Okay. And... For years, I thought, I couldn't figure out why there were times in my life, like for instance, running. Mm -hmm. I could go, I could train to run a marathon. I've run a marathon. I've run Mm -hmm. four half marathons. Mm -hmm. Like I could do that. But like today, or it's gloomy out today, but like on a regular normal day, if I don't have something I'm working toward, Mm -hmm. I can't get myself to go out and run. And I couldn't figure out what that was. I thought there was something broken in me. Mm -hmm. And what I found out about myself was that I just need, I need to be obligated to somebody. I need accountability. Mm. And so I realized that it isn't that I'm broken. It's just that I need to find people to be coaches or accountability buddies so that I'm doing these things that will move me forward, like working out or working on my business or, you know, with my kids, one of the things with them is I'll tell them something that I want to do with them over the weekend because Mm -hmm. they're going to hold me to it. Otherwise, I'll clean my house. I'll do my laundry. Mm. I will get caught up in doing work on my computer. And then next thing you know, it's Sunday night and I haven't spent any quality time with them. Mm -hmm. And I think that all of us experience this. You know, we get sort of in this tunnel vision. And so I use my kids as accountability. Like, hey, we're going to go on a Pokemon Go walk. And we're going to do that on Sunday. So when Sunday hits, every five minutes they're asking me when we're going to go on a Pokemon Go walk. And they're holding my feet to the fire. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's four different tendencies. And if you're not familiar, so there's four different tendencies. Each one is how you deal with internal and external accountability Mm -hmm. and expectations. And so for me, I'm not good at internal expectations. But if somebody else externally asks me to do something, Mm -hmm. I'm 100% for it. So... 
I highly recommend going and taking the quiz. You mm-hmm. can find it at uh, quiz.gretchenrubin.com and then read the book because it not only helps with myself and my own accountability, but it's helped with my relationship with my clients, with my husband. I'll watch a movie. I was watching Veronica Mars mm-hmm. last night and I'm like, oh, she's totally an obliger like oh. me because whenever anybody asks her to do something, she does it. Yeah. Or like Hermione Granger is what's an upholder, which is, you know, accountable to herself and accountable to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to see these things and it's really impacted very positively my relationship with other people and mm-hmm. with my clients because mm-hmm. now I know what my role needs to be to help them be their best selves. To motivate them. Yep. Yeah, I'm a questioner, and my husband now knowing that about me, it's actually decreased fighting in our relationship because sometimes I just, I might poke and prod, and I'm not meaning any offense to whatever his decision is. I just actually want to know the reasoning behind things. So, yeah, yep. it's been really beneficial. It's so Yeah, my husband's a rebel, so oh. we are the typical obliger rebel. It's a very common pairing, but the one thing with him and the thing that used to frustrate me is he doesn't take action until he's absolutely 100% ready, and then he just takes it, mm-hmm. but he is more motivated if there's a consequence. And oh. so knowing that, and I was like, I feel slightly manipulative about it, Yeah, but it, in the end, like, he knows. He's, he's we've talked about it. He's but like if I present something in terms of a consequence he's much more likely to take action on it and it's definitely tampered a lot of fights that we had about him being inactive on Mm -hmm. things where I thought he should be active yeah so it's a very cool thing definitely check it out great well where can our listeners find you so I am on Instagram at Christy Lingo that's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-L-I-N-G-O and you can check out my podcast it's called Cocktails and Containers it's available on all the podcasting platforms and if you want even more motivation to get organized and sort of simplify your family life I do have a Facebook group also called Cocktails and Containers we do seasonal decluttering challenges we are in the process right now of doing school years resolutions where each month we do check-ins about goals that we want to set during the uh, school year. So it's just a fun group and it's mostly moms and we're all just looking to organize and simplify our families. Cool. Well, I really love this interview and I hope that people benefit from it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I hope this conversation gave you some ideas on what to purchase this holiday season. I am all for being intentional when crafting gift lists for my kiddos and Christy certainly gave me a few more ideas to add to my own list. Being direct with family members about what we'd like for our kiddos isn't necessarily easy, but I will say from personal experience, it does get easier over time and people will begin to listen to you if you can lead by example. So show them how important minimalism is to you and honestly, just be kind about it. What did you think about our conversation? I'd like to know. Next week, we'll be diving into holiday organization with author Jennifer Ford Berry. What mistakes can we correct? How can we involve our children? And what are the practical steps we can take when getting organized for Christmas and the end of year celebrations? Join us back here next week. But until then, I invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find the links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.